Hello and welcome to another episode of That Is Life. Today is my mum's year anniversary since she passed away and sort of the only thing that makes me feel a bit better is sharing her, sharing our story, her story and talking about cancer and death and grief which seems a bit morbid but life does weirdly and madly go on and for me part of my healing and part of my grief is to share as much of her and the last 359 days that we had together so I've been writing and I've recorded little snippets just to get out how they sound and it helps me connect with my feelings a little bit more so I am just putting this here to share what I can and keep her alive as much as I can nothing is in order I've got little segments that I will just keep sharing and I just wanted to put it here I hope that appreciate the episode it's a bit of a random one and if you are listening thank you for being here and hearing part of our story I love you too much I never ever admitted this to my mum and I'm terrified of admitting this to you because who does it make me does it mean that I love my mum less does it mean that I want her to I know it doesn't, I know I didn't want her to die, but there were points in the 359 days that the uncertainty hurt too much. Her pain hurt so much that I wanted it to end. The week she died, I remember this quick step of an emotion entering my brain briefly. I wanted it all to stop and I wanted the grieving to start. As if mum dying would start the healing process and I could be done with it, I could just move on with my life. There came a point when I realised miracles weren't going to happen, when I realised she was just going to die, and you feel like it's the worst realisation you can possibly have until she actually dies, and then you realise that's it. That it definitely is it, and nothing is going to get better. I wanted my mum's pain to stop. I wanted her to have the catheter put in I wanted her to stop getting out of bed to go to the toilet although in saying that I realised I didn't I didn't want mum to be that ill so in hindsight I longed for her to still be functioning to still be laughing to still be getting stroppy at both barking and I willed her to be awake and not sleeping all of the time as her body slowly or well quickly shut down but the paradox was I also wanted had to let go, pass over into the other world because this one was becoming too painful, not just for her. I hate to say this out loud and on paper, but for me too. Each day as she slipped away, little by little, I felt abandoned. I felt left. I felt alone. The Thursday before she passed away, six days before, I thought it was going to be the day. She was in so much pain and beginning to show signs she couldn't swallow anymore that the nurses decided to put a pain box in where her medication dripped into her continuously. This for me was too much. 
whilst we had been in hospital just before Christmas, the pain management nurse had sat me down in the little room where guests would sit and watch it telly like the Jeremy Carl show, and she told me, your mum is dying. This is it. I think you should be prepared. I know. I felt my guard clunker on, like the Iron Man suit as it engulfs him, ready for battle against the villain. I do know she's dying. Do you want me to explain to you what to expect? Yeah, yeah, that would be good. No, no fucking way would that be good, my soul screamed. But she didn't hear me. My armour was on too thick. My guard says, I've got this, I'm okay, this is what it's meant to be. I understand what's happening. My soul actually is whimpering and weeping at how utterly devastated I am because this was not meant to be how it was. Her name eludes me. I thought I'd remember her name forever. These nurses, they become such a massive part of your life. She was kind, she was empathetic, she was the best one we had dealt with all year. She knew her stuff, she knew how to talk to me, how to talk with mum, certain matter of fact. She knew we were further along down the line than we were willing to admit. She knew how to manage that. She explained how a body would shut down, that mum wouldn't be able to continue to take her 20 capsules of medication a day because the throat would eventually stop working. The muscle, it would stop functioning. Of course, each organ a muscle, and we know what if the throat stops. The other muscles, like her heart, would eventually stop too. So the day when she was unable to swallow some tablets, I realised she was dying. She was actually dying. They attached her pain medication box later that evening after a day of agitation from mum. The pain made her moody. The meds made her disconnected. The looming death made us all unhinged. My aunt was frivolously tidy in the hospice room. I was frantically trying to write a pointless nutrition guide for work and instagram for two people who would probably read it and mum well mum was angry at the fast angry at the pain angry i'm sure to still be alive which in turn made me angry at her because when i'm vulnerable and scared i get angry i make someone else wrong so i can feel right and justified and in control mum was deciding to leave me mum was dumping me letting me go it's not you it's me I could hear her say and I know it sounds stupid but I felt like I have done at the end of a relationship when you just know it's over but it hurts too much when the other person is done and yet you try and hold on for dear life and you become needy and desperate and over the top I kept saying I love you to mum that day hanging on for a reply I needed to hear I love you too but my soul screamed that I wanted to hear I needed to hear that you're not going anywhere. You don't want to leave. You want to stay with me always, mum, right? But she didn't say it. Not I love you. Not that day. It's like she was ignoring me. To be honest, she slept most of the day, except for when her healer was by her side, talking her through visualizations, giving her a rose quartz, holding her hands. Jackie, when you want to communicate, just blow into the crystal, let it out, don't hold it in. I kept thinking about Ross from Friends when Rachel doesn't say goodbye to him when she's leaving for France. I knew it hurt mum too much to know that she had to leave, that she'd decided to leave us, me, the world. I felt rejected that day. I sat on the loo and I told the universe that it was okay. I was ready. I couldn't do this anymore. I couldn't see her pain. And to be honest, I couldn't feel the pain anymore. I know I had told my mum that it was okay to go, but it hadn't been had it. I felt left behind and worse than 
worst thing than her going was that she now actually wanted to go. And the worst thing actually was that I worried she didn't love me enough. I know she did, but my fear wasn't sure. And this crippled me. She wanted to leave. Me. That weekend, the meds oozing into her continuously, mum's spirits lifted. She was less angry, less in a hurry to leave us, and my fear subsided. The rejection went away. I released. I felt relief. I cried, and I felt loved again. I love you, mum. I love you too, she replied. Emphasising the two, she smiled at me. There was peace, and I knew. She didn't want to leave. She didn't want to say goodbye. It's just the pain was too much. I love you too. The last time she said it, the last I love you, I can still hear it now. She didn't want to leave me. She just loved me too much. So much. And I didn't want her to die. I just love her too much. So, so very much. Thank you for listening to this episode. I started this podcast as a way to talk about how life does carry on in the painful moments and how there is magic in between all of the hard times and my mum taught me that and I just want to continue spreading that even to two people, one person because I just want to spread my mum's magic because she lived through that last 359 days mostly with a smile on her face and a witty joke in her pocket and laughing even when the pain got so so much and I just want to carry that with me so thanks for being here and I will share some more very soon